Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Thursday the 30th of September. That's right, it is almost October. It's starting to feel like fall weather here in the northeast of the United States. It's pretty nice. I like the fall weather. It's crisp. It's cool. It is, um, sometimes can get hot still but it's usually just warm where you have the option to to do long pants or shorts depending upon how you're feeling that day and the air just feels more relaxing to me hopefully it feels that same way to you if you're uh, getting some of that nice autumn fall weather all right we are getting closer to the busy season for many people uh, you know, school's back in, and now we have holidays really uh, starting to ramp up. So, I hope that you are getting yourself set, organized, um, and ready, readying your mind for what is uh, coming up, okay? It can be a stressful time of year as well as uh, we move into the holidays. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, it's important because my step for today is going to be reflective of what I'm talking about. And it's also going to be reflective of everything that's been going on. And so it'll just be a nice reminder. And it's also a reminder for me. All right, well, we'll get there. But before we get there, I have to say thank you for joining me. I appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to get to some news stories in just a moment. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. All right, so I'm going to talk about two uh, stories today, news-wise. Okay, so my first one is going to come from uh, abcnews.go.com. It is by Marcus Schreiber and uh, Kirsten Greischeiber. Hmm. I don't know how to pronounce that last name, so sorry about that, but they are with the Associated Press. All right. So, the article is about a former Nazi camp secretary, who is 96 years old, was caught after skipping trial. Okay, this is pretty fascinating. She is a former secretary for the SS commander of the Strathof concentration camp, and she skipped the planned uh, start Thursday of her trial in Germany, where she's going to be on trial for more than 11,000 counts of accessory to murder. Um, she was picked up several hours later after the court issued an arrest warrant. She left her home near Hamburg in a taxi on Thursday morning, a few hours before proceedings were due to start. Um, yeah, so the court, uh, like I said, issued a warrant. Uh, they had to delay the start of the trial, or the start of her hearing, rather, until October 19th. Because uh, they couldn't do it without her. Um, she had previously said uh, I, that she didn't want to come to court. Um, but, you know, that's not 
not sufficient, they said, for, for her to not be in court. Um, they said given the woman's age and condition, she had not been expected to actively to evade the trial. Uh, that is what um, a uh, person uh, with the trial said. Um, he's the court spokesperson, Frederick Milhoffer. So, again, they weren't expecting to have to chase after her. Um, so, again, she had had been caught, and now she's awaiting the trial more than 75 years after having worked there. The court said in a statement before the trial that the defendant allegedly aided and abetted those in charge of the camp in the systematic killing of those imprisoned there between June 1943 and April 1945, in her function as stenographer and typist in the camp uh, commandant's office. So she is 90, I think they said 96 now, right? Yeah, and um, at the time, she was under 21. So she is going to be tried as a juvenile in the court because uh, of uh, when the crimes happened and, and her age then. Um, the... They said if she is healthy enough to flee, she is healthy enough to be incarcerated. That's how they're feeling about her. Um, and they say that her flight should also affect the punishment. Uh, that is Ephraim Zaroff, the head Nazi hunter at the Simon Westenthal Center's uh, office. So um, a defense lawyer said that um, my client... Uh, Wolf Malkinton said, My client worked in the midst of SS men who were experienced in violence. However, does that mean she sh shared their state of knowledge? That is not necessarily obvious. So I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, she was under the age of 21. I'm sure scared for her life, but 11,000 people died, and, you know, she. She took part in that. Um, it is a terrible thing to think about. Um, and it's terrible what happened. And I think she should be held responsible for her actions in it. Um, yeah. It's it's rough. You know, the story goes on to just talk about the camp itself and uh, the more of the things that happened there. But... Um, I don't want to get into those details because we've all heard about the horrors in concentration camps. So, you know, I um, I do find it fascinating how, you know, it's been 75 years and now she's finally being brought up on trial. And uh, unfortunately, this article doesn't go into why it's never happened before. But nonetheless, it's happening now. And it is difficult because at the time, you know, being heavily influenced, I'm sure, by what's happening. But that doesn't uh, excuse you from your behaviors. Interesting article, nonetheless. My second article is going to come from uh, Newsy.com, Newsy.com. Uh, and it is by the Associated Press. And it is about what YouTube is, is doing and if you ask me, it's a little late, but I guess it's better than never. So what they are doing is removing misinformation about any vaccines that 
that have been uh, approved by health regulators and uh, that is or and that are also currently being administered so they're completely banning vaccine misinformation uh, you know of course as there is continuous controversy over uh, the COVID-19 vaccine that's not the only vaccine that has been um, misrepresented and vaccines in general have been from people claiming that they they cause uh, health issues like cancer infertility or autism and these have been discredited for decades by scientists um, and to, so as of Wednesday, popular anti-vaccine accounts, including those run by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who there was a study that came out um, back in May, I want to say it was. And he is one of the names that is uh, huge in vaccine misinformation, especially around COVID-19. So they kicked off his platform. Um, so YouTube said in, said in a prepared statement, We've steadily seen false claims about the coronavirus vaccine spill over into misinformation about vaccines in general, and we're now at a point where it's more important than ever to expand the work we started with COVID-19 to other vaccines. So again, in my opinion, it's a little late, but it's uh, better than not doing it, because, <clears throat> as I said, this is not just about COVID. This, this is about vaccines in general and these are vaccines that have been approved by you know whether it's the who or fda cdc you know organizations that have um studied these vaccines they've gone through trials and i know as much as people like to say that the covid19 vaccine happened quickly well a couple of things again remember on that sars covid happened in like 2001 so that's when it was first found out and they've been studying it since then um the vaccine itself happened a little quicker for this strand covid19 that is because of the billions of dollars that world governments threw at um at researchers and made it a top priority so it can happen quickly because it has and it's about you know money being put in time energy effort and when you have a pandemic you probably want to put energy and effort and time into um, consolidating any research as as quickly as possible without cutting corners but having the ability to to do it at a faster pace because the amount of money is different so again youtube is finally starting to take down these false claims and uh they said the new rule will apply to general claims about vaccines as well as statements about specific vaccines such as those given for measles or flu they say personal stories about reactions to the vaccine will also be permitted um claims about vaccines that are being tested will still be allowed and personal stories will be permitted as long as they do not come from an account that has a history of promoting vaccine misinformation. Misinformation is a very, very dangerous thing. Be aware of it. Alright, those are the stories for today. I'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to do the positives.
right, my first positive news story comes from Times of India, indiatimes.com. And it is about uh, Kolkata scientists duo on team that make insulin-free fridge. All right, so that's a bit of a wordy title. But what happens is they have developed insulin that will not need to be kept in a refrigerator. All right, so... It is uh, seen as a breakthrough in scientific circles. And this article is by uh, Jimli Mukherjee Pandey. My apologies if there's mispronunciations in that. And again, it's from the Times of India. And the research has been led by two scientists of the Bose Institute and the Indian Institute of Chemical Biology. And then... Um, to others from the Indian Institute of Chemical Technology as well. Uh, so one of the uh, faculty members at the Bose Institute, Subhrangsu Chatterjee, he said, uh, you will be able to keep it outside the fridge for as long as you want, something that will help diabetics across the world because carrying insulin along with them was considered very impractical. Though for the moment we are calling it uh, Insulac, we are in the process of appealing to the DSD, which is Department of Science and Technology, to name it after Achari Jagadish Chandra Bose. All right, so the 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 they're just trying to change the name. If you didn't understand what I was saying, all right. Um, there's a article about it in iScience, which is a science journal. And, you know, they, they, it really breaks down of what it is. But um, what they say is we're able to introduce a matrix of four amino acid peptide molecules inside insulin molecules, which prevented solidification of the insulin molecules, even when not refrigerated. While insulin has to be now kept at an ideal temperature of four degrees Celsius, this new variety would be able to withstand a temperature of up to 65 degrees Celsius. Uh, this was a four-year-long research into um, the design. That's pretty impressive. So, um, you know, again, Chatterjee explains that um, degeneration of insulin kept outside uh, refrigeration started after six hours. And then after 12, it was unfit for use. So he says that is why it's so expensive. We are hopeful that DST and CSIR will now help us go for corporate tie-ups for mass production. So again, if you uh, can eliminate some of the reasons for it being so expensive, which is needing to be refrigerated, now hopefully it will be more accessible to everybody. Um, that is pretty, pretty big and you know, that could end up helping change the game worldwide. So that is some positive news. Hopefully that continues and, and we learn more about it. All right, my second positive news story um, comes from OptimusDaily.com and from an NBC News article. Optimus Daily, uh, again, no, no specific author, so organization in totality. And the author on NBC.com, is the Associated Press. Uh, so it is about a man named Phil Henderson, who has um, been a trainer at the National Outdoor Leadership School and led an all-African-American team to the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. What he's now working to do is lead a team of uh, 
all African Americans to the summit of Mount Everest. So um, Mount Everest has been reached by black people before. The first person to summit uh, Mount Everest in, was in 1963. But only eight black people have reached the top, but no black Americans. So he is looking to do that. And um, the article talks a lot about how you know, black people aren't traditionally seen as climbers and there's not, you know, it's more expensive for gear and things. And if um, location wise, you know, if a lot of uh, African-Americans are located in cities in ur more urban areas, they don't have the ability to get to uh, the mountains as as easily and um, to make it accessible to get there. Um, so he's hoping to inspire African-Americans and al allow them to be seen in uh, a different way instead of just the the typical ways in which they are uh, represented he's hoping this will allow them to to see that you know it's not just uh, white people who can uh, climb as well so that is a pretty interesting story he says um, a mountaineer and mentee of Henderson said to NBC News he has accepted the responsibility of being a mentor, a guide, and a role model for a whole generation of people of color, and certainly black people in the outdoors. He is very conscious of the fact that he is carrying all of us to the top of Everest, and that means an awful lot to this community, and to quite a few of us personally and individually. Alright, so they plan to make this journey uh, sometime next year. I don't know exact. But what is happening now is um, he's looking to be able to get sponsors to to help pay for the the equipment uh, because you know as I mentioned it's not it's not exactly easy. Um, he's also hoping that uh, it will kind of pick up media attention wise and more and more people will be able to. Um, see it, be exposed to it, understand, maybe help uh, find, again, sponsors, donations, whatever the case may be, but also to inspire um, younger black uh, Americans as well. So that's pretty impressive. I uh, certainly wish them lots of success, and uh, I, I, I think they'll make it. I think they'll make it. All right, so it's time to switch to my positive step, thought, idea, whatever you want to call it, for the day. And so for the past two weeks, I've been giving lots of information. Well, maybe in the past three weeks, really. There's been lots of information. I've had a lot to say. So I, myself, need a little rest. And you, yourself, if you've been working to implement some of the things that I've been saying, you might need a little rest as well. So that's your step of the day. Make it your step of the weekend. Get some rest. And I also say that because, as I mentioned at the in the opening, we're gearing up towards the holiday season in uh, the U.S. And that means there's a lot of fast-paced energy. You may not have as much time to rest. Um, you know, there's still so many unknowns you know with covid-19 and and with other things that are happening in our in our lives that you may get caught up in in just the fast-pacedness of it and and everything that you're trying to do with yourself so i want you to take yourself a rest get a rest in before 
before you don't have as much time to rest. And I know it's easier said than done because it's not the same for everybody. If I say rest today, you may not be able to. But the idea still remains the same. Find some time when you can. All right. You got this. I know you do. My quote today is going to come from Ashley Brilliant. Ashley Elwood Brilliant is an author and syndicated cartoonist born in uh, London, UK, and currently lives in Santa Barbara, California. Best known for his pot shots, single panel illustration with one line humorous remarks, which began syndication in the US in 1975. All right. So his quote goes like this. Sometimes the most urgent and vital thing you can possibly do is take a complete rest. Yep, you heard me right. One more time. Sometimes the most urgent and vital thing you can possibly do is take a complete rest. And again, doesn't mean you have to do it today if you can't. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, but just try to take yourself a complete rest. All right, it's important. Mental health, physical health, emotional health for those around you. Go ahead and take that rest. You got it. I know you do. Thank you very much for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. Enjoy your weekend. Get some rest if you can. All right. There's a lot more to do on the other side. So take your rest when you can. I appreciate each and every one of you, of course. Please take some time and do the following. Rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it and share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Thank you very much, everybody. Until next time, please be well.